conquerors i welcome you again to another episode of fresh manner minister digest so i decided to be doing this series in the book of esther that is opening our eyes to the reality of what we are going through currently in nigeria in africa and in the whole world permit me therefore to go into the study for today and we're going to read um Esther chapter 5, 9 to 14, as we consider the topic today, a great reversal. A great reversal as we studied uh, through the general theme of God's sovereignty and rescue to his people. So we're going to see, uh, going to read Esther 5, 9 to 14, and then make references to other passages as we expound God's word this morning. Esther 5, 9-14 And Hamar went out that day joyfully and glad of heart. But when Hamar saw Mordecai in the gates, that uh, he neither rose nor trembled before him, and he was filled with wrath against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Hamar restrained himself and went home, and he sent and brought his friends and his wife, Zeres. And Hamar recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all that... Um, the promotion with which the king had honored him and how he had advanced him above the officials and the servants of the king. Um, then Hamar said, Even Queen Esther, let no one but me come with the king to the feast she prepared. And tomorrow also I am invited by had together with the king, yet all this worth nothing to me, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeres and all his friends said to him, Let a gallow fifty cubit high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged upon it. Then go joyfully with the king to the feast. This idea please hammer, and he had the gallows made. May the Lord bless the rain of his word in our heart in Jesus' name. From where we stopped last week, we discovered that already Hammer had begun to plot uh, not just to execute Mordecai, but the entire Jew um, scattered all around in the provinces um, of Babylon. We understand clearly that. Um, 
Mordecai and is a Jew, and you see a lot of mentioning of um, Mordecai, I'm sorry, Jews, and in the passages where we read is a kind of long reading, so we're not reading all through, but I strongly encourage you to go back and read through for you to get more from what we have been studying. Now, um, we saw that Mordecai actually had gone ahead to uh, um, appease the king to write a letter so that Jews would be executed all over the, uh, the provinces of Persia and Media and, and all the, 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 the places around um, where all the kingdom of Xerxes has covered, we understand, about 127 provinces. But something amazingly happened that... Um, Esther got to know about this and Esther asked for a fast and we understand that she wasn't just asking for a fast uh, by the people from the people but her himself with the uh, young woman in the palace also fasted and now if you remember when we started this study we understand that this is a seemingly uh, beautiful kingdom where God's name is hardly mentioned you know things just seems to be walking according to how man has planned but now that um, Haman has been promoted and then Esther has invited him to uh, a banquet with the king, he thought everything is going on fine. Um, and we discovered where we read today that actually his uh, wife and his friends have suggested to even have a way to execute Mordecai, which is by building a, a gallows. So Haman was excited that Mordecai is going to be executed the next day. Um, but the second thing that happened is there was a great reversal. And that's my first point for today. The first great reversal, which is the King Honos Mordecai. Uh, let's read. We'll try to be reading. At least I will get more from the scripture. We're going to read uh, Esther chapter 6, um, 1 to 3. Then we'll jump to 11. On that night, the king could not sleep. And he gave order to bring the book of mm, memorable deeds the chronicles and they were read before the king and it was found written how Mordecai had told about Big Tana and Teresh two of the king's eunuchs who guarded and threshold and two had who has sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus and the king said what honor or distinction has been bestowed on Mordecai for this the king's young men who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. Verse 11. So Hama took the robes and the hawks, and he dressed Mordecai and led him through the square of the city, proclaiming before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Praise the Lord. We actually jumped uh, a chunk of the reading that is from um, verse 4 to verse 10. If you go back, you can do yourself good by reading. We discovered that actually when the king called Haman, Haman thought that the king wanted to honor him, so he asked, what can be done? And Haman listed a lot of beautiful things that can be done to the man that the king has delighted to honor, which uh, was of course to dress the person on the royal robe, you know, uh, being uh, Right, reading on the horse and you know proclaiming um, 
all around the city and that thus shall it be done to the man whom the king has honored and the king said quickly go and do that to Mordecai so that's the first verse you know the honor that Mordecai was seeking that sorry the hammer was seeking was given to Mordecai so the king honored Mordecai but something happened can we read from verse 12 um, to actually verse 12 and 13 then uh, Mordecai returned to the king's gate, but Hamad hurried to his house, mourning with his head covered. And Hamad told his wife, Zeresh, and all his friends everything that ha had happened to him. Then his wise men and his wife, Zeresh, said to him, If Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of the Jewish people, you will not overcome him, but will surely fall before him. Who are these Jewish people that even uh, Mordecai's wife and his wise men understood, even though they were Adam and they were stubborn, they wanted to really execute them, they even gave the idea of the gallows. But now they begin to see God's invisible hand walking through these chosen people called the Jews. And they said to him clearly, verse 13, uh, yes, uh, let me read the whole of verse 13. And Hamad told his wife, Zeres, and all his friends everything that had happened to him. Then his wise men and his wife said to him, If Mordecai before whom you have begun to fall is of the Jewish people, you will not overcome him but will surely fall. Who are these Jewish people? Actually, Jewish people are the covenant people of God. God choosing a particular race not for anything but to show how when men are in covenant relationship with him they have a special spiritual privileges god is a god of all people he gives us what we call the general blessing we receive rain on our lands we receive the sunshine and all but it's a covenant blessings that comes to covenant people of god and god just uses this jewish people as a case study to everyone who will have faith in him in christ jesus and so by extension christian are covenant god's covenant people through Jesus Christ, when we accepted the work of God, you know, this is purely what God has done. And man, uh, you know, as God created creation, part of God's creation, we ought to understand the agenda of God and key into it. And that is exactly what he has done for the Jewish people. He was the one who initiated everything and they obeyed, starting from Abraham. And this is exactly what happened. So Mordecai refusing to bow actually is um, showing the point that Mordecai is not just a covenant person by name, but he is a covenant keeping person. He's, he was a, 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 a practicer of the covenant. So he's refusing to bow down according to the commandment of God say you shall not bow down before any creature. You shall not bow down before any idols, whether in heaven or on earth. And God honor it and Hammer was dishonor and Mordecai was honor. The second reversal, of course, is found in chapter 7, 7 to 10. Can we read quickly? Esther chapter 7, and I read verse 7 to 10. And the king arose in his rod from the wine drinking and went into the palace garden. But Hammer stayed to beg for his life from Queen Esther, for he saw that harm was determined against him by the king. And the king returned from the palace garden to the place where they were drinking wine. As Hammer was falling on the couch where Esther was, and the king said, Will he even assault the queen in, the, in my presence? In my own house, 
as the word left the mouth of the king, they covered Haman's face. Then Habona, one of the eunuchs in attendance on the king, said, Moreover, the gallows that Hama has prepared for Mordecai, whose word saved the king, is standing at Hama's house, 50 cubits high. And the king said, Hang him on that. So they hung Hama on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the wrath of the king was abated. Glory to God. This is the second reversal. We see God's invisible hand working with his people, but as they obey, understanding that though they are in exile, though they are in captivity, but they need to keep some covenant practice. They need to keep the covenant practices and also look up to God in prayer and fasting. God has begun to show them that rescue that he has promised them. But if you're just joining us, you understand that we say this is a big picture of God painting, showing that there is a mighty deliverance that is come. There is a mighty rescue to God's people because like i said last week wherever christians or god's people are fine yes by covenant in christ jesus we understand that they are under captivity they are in exile and in one way or the other they have been victimized they have been maligned they've been killed just like roman said everywhere christians have been killed we are waiting like sheep for the slaughter yes even though some may fall to the sword and some may fall to the calamities but yet there is always a mighty rescue at the end may i say to you quickly whatever you are seeing today being done against god's covenant people is just for a short time there is going to be a great reversal we don't know how it's going to be in our generation but like in the days of esther days of Mordecai, there's going to be a great reversal of god honoring his people there's going to be a great reversal of god actually executing the enemies of his own people who chose to profane his name who chose to speak evil about the living god you know and who chose to dis then will refuse his deliverance in Christ Jesus. And it is so sure that what Hammer taught was greatly reversed. You know, if you read from verse 1 of chapter 7, you discover that Hammer went to the banquet with the great expectation that whatever has happened, Mordecai will be hanged. But the great reversal happened because his secret was revealed. His evil agenda was exposed and if there's anything that god is going to do is to expose the evil agenda to reveal to the whole world the foolishness of men how they thought they can actually rise up against god's anointed and god himself and god through his mighty act you know like i told you from the very first day Actually, King Ahasuerus was standing as a God-man who, who rules in his palace with everything being excess. But we understand that this is a human kingdom where there is fault with how splendid the kingdom looks. There was a disobedience to his command. And But to cut the long story short is that we're going to continue to see deliverance arising like Mordecai prophesied. You see, God's people are not self-seekers. Even though Ham Mordecai was promoted, he still went back to gate. He still went back to service. Actually, he understand that what he's looking for was not at that particular time. If it were some of us now, we'll go about, you know, yeah, the king have honored me, but he went back to the gate. It looks like he was a gatekeeper. And he humbly went back to his place of assignment. And that's what God wants to do in our life. In whatever way God has chosen to honor us, we must still remain humble. Why? Because the main honor 
is coming in the end. And as we humble ourselves, living as covenant practices, God will definitely bring about a deliverance and there's going to be a great reversal against God's enemy and against the enemy of God's people in the mighty name of Jesus. Sorry, rushing because of time, understanding that when it's lengthy, people don't like to listen for that. But the Lord greatly bless you as you read this is just to encourage us to read the book of esther and god opening our eyes to see what he himself has done let me just say this few things as i round up this morning it looks like there was a delay you know when all these things started but the delay allows the king to have a sleepless night so that he could honor mordecai whenever there's a delay know that there's a reason so I mean, you know, Esther, the first time Esther would have just gone to the banquet, maybe Mordecai wouldn't have been honored, but, you know, she asked for a second ban banquet suit. And the delay, you know, it, it looks like, ah, this thing has been extended, and then the execution and the plan of Hammer was being um, uh, well planned. But also, it allows Hammer to perfect his plan. You know, that you know, you discover that it was in chapter six that he actually built the gallows. You know, it allows him to perfect his plan for his own execution, and this also bring out God's master plan for deliverance for His people, where Esther have the opportunity to make it clear that God's people have been under siege. The Lord bless you and bless you with good. See you next week by the special grace of God. Please you do well by sharing this podcast to family and friends as a way of reaching out to them. In Jesus name. Amen.